On NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast, we talk about what we're watching, listening to, or just trying to figure out. Like what concert films you should watch if you miss live music, and great books to read alone or in your book club. All of that in around 20 minutes every weekday. Listen now to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Stephen Thompson. Hello, Robin. It's New Music Friday, that day of the week when most new albums and EPs come out, and we're doing a quick run through NPR's picks for the best ones released now on March 26th, starting with the band AJR and their new one called OK Orchestra. I believed in God back in eighth grade. He could smoke an eighth on a school day. Remember when you laughed at my last name. Now I go by Matt, is that less lame of a last name? down a hang he had no time yeah but in a couple of years i'll be so out of here i'll have a lot of new friends and i won't even care i don't ever think of you i got too much stuff to do should have left you back in school joseph do you think i'm i don't ever think of you look at all this stuff i do Good Lord, this is insanely catchy. AJR, the album is OK Orchestra. The song we're hearing from it is called Joe, which is pretty indicative of the entire record. And Stephen, when I came across this album in this band, I thought, hmm, these are catchy little ditties. I, I wonder who they are. And I, I wonder them up. if anyone's heard of them. <laughs> and of course, they have billions of streams. Billions. They're huge. Yeah. I mean, I occasionally listen to uh, one of the rock stations here in D.C. when I'm driving around, particularly with my daughter. And AJR has a song called Bang that is basically one of three songs <laughs> that you hear in, in just a constant rotation. Right. So yeah, they're, uh, they're a huge band. And they're a really fun band. I mean, it, you heard it. If you imagine the kind of the soaring theater kid summertime exactly. hookiness of a band like like fun with some of the more harder driving side of like Weezer which I know Robin that's a the key to your heart is is any, anything that invokes a little bit of Weezer these songs are effortful and sometimes effortful will hit your ears as like this is uncool this is trying too hard mm-hmm. these are maximalist fun engines <laughs> that are there to dispense joy and dispense joy is what they do I mean, honestly, I kept thinking, oh, come on. I mean, like, the whole record is just one endlessly infectious bop after another. And it's very earnest music. Even the name AJR, you know, it's not some slick, hidden, cool message, you know, like Armageddon Jam Rock or or whatever, you know, it secretly stands for. It's just their names. Their names, Adam, Jack, and Ryan met. I will say to me, I came at these songs and I always felt about this band that they're, for me, just a little bit too clever. The songs are constantly commenting on themselves. There are mm. little spoken asides that pop up. And sometimes I, I I would probably prefer, you know, your mileage may vary, that they, I would prefer that they dial it down just a, a tiny bit. But God, you know, summer's coming, man. 
<laughs> like your mileage may vary. If rash persists, discontinue <laughs> use. AJR is the band. OK Orchestra is the record. Thanks, Stephen. Thank you, Robin. Up next is another album of incredibly infectious songs out now from an Israeli singer and rapper. Her name is Noga Erez, and her new one is called Kids. I don't know what really, really happens at the end of the road. But my trip is mad. I am finished. I got love. Early I got ceilings, but I burn in the sun. I never missed one shot. I'm sick as a gun, I got more toe friends I'm dead as they come, like, hey, I'm on the way I left my body in the matches by the San Francisco way No, there's a company more to cover I'm a pirate in Mercedes when we crash I hit the ER, this is a thriller I did it for the PR, I did it for the VR I did it knowing there's a denim back in the back of the ridge I go back into my triple attacking battery As in my stacks in the cabin, as you're cracking My doggies run back, I just sell them to back it up, back it up, back it up I don't, I don't know what really, really happens at the end of the road This is Noga Eras, the singer and rapper Noga Eras. The album is called Kids. This song we're hearing from it is called End of the Road and contributor Christina Lee here for this one. Hey, Christina. Hey, Robin. So Noga Eras, she's new to me. She's a singer and rapper from Tel Aviv. And this is just another ridiculously infectious record out this week that's giving the AJR album we just talked about a run for its money. Like every single song pops on this record. You know, what's really interesting about this, Robin, is that going into kids, I was expecting to hear music that was more akin to MIA. I think with her 2017 debut, Off the Radar, that's who she constantly kind of got compared to because the music was very bold and it was laced with political commentary. But when I hit play on this particular record, I heard just like such a diverse range of influences. But the main thorough line was that all the songs were catchy, like every single one, even if I didn't understand fully what she was, you know, singing or rapping about, because I think her lyrics are kind of riddles in their own way. I, I still was nodding my head along to it, for sure. We were uh, texting earlier about it, and you mentioned Lily Allen as a as a touchstone, which I thought was a really interesting reference point. Yeah, for sure. I think the main reason why I thought about Lily Allen was that some of the production on here is very, very sunny, but there was also this sense of like there being more than what it appears beneath the surface, Mm, for sure. But um, it gets really bass heavy at moments. And then at times, I think because of how menacing it gets, like I even thought about Billie Eilish, like with the song, Mm. You're So Done. uh, Because, I mean, it's this really catchy song that just happens to sound like a nightmare at the same time. Right. And here's my theory in regards to the sort of lyrical themes. Because you notice how the album begins with, a voice, it happens to be Noga's late mother saying like, oh, kids these days, right? Right. You know, as a millennial, that's something that I'm all too used to hearing, right? Because of this notion that future generations are, they're lazy, they're self-entitled, right. all that good stuff. Right. But I think what these songs kind of posit is that, you know, with future generations, we shouldn't be so quick to write them off. I think even with the title track, there's this really striking image of kids marching in what, you know, sounds like a conflict zone, which makes sense with how Noga is based in Tel Aviv. It's just, you know, despite all the swagger that, you know, it makes itself immediately appear in on the album, the lyrics, there's this self 
deprecating, I mean, not even just humor, but just self-deprecation, like all together to kind of, you know, really show that, hey, like, you know, you made right people off as kids these days, but we're human and we're vulnerable as well. Well, I was blown away from start to finish with this record. And and when I got to the end of it, I thought, man, I don't know if, if a record like this doesn't say I'm ready to own the world, then I don't know what it takes. I'm with you, Robin. Absolutely. Noga Ares is the singer, the rapper, the artist. Her new one is called Kids. Thanks so much, Christina. Thanks for having me, Robin. We're going to switch gears now and go to the British composer and electronic musician known as Clark. His new album is called Playground in a Lake. This is Clark, the composer and electronic artist known as Clark. His new album is called Playground in a Lake. Uh, We're just hearing a little bit of a song called Lambent Rag. And NPR Music's Tom Heisinger joins us to talk through what uh, I think is a pretty striking record. It is a striking record. And Robin, it's always good to be with you. So much to love about this album, but for people who don't know, let's just start with who Clark is and and give maybe some context for what he's doing on this new release. Well, he's a Brit. He's a self-taught musician and composer. And I think folks primarily think of him as being in the electronic world. He's released a bunch of albums on his own label, like eight or nine of them so far. He's done some TV scores in Britain. He works a lot with modern dancers and choreographers. And This new album, Robin, is on Deutsche Grammophon, the venerable classical label. And I think that's really interesting that they're signing some of these, what you might want to call fringe classical artists, signing them up to this very, very traditional record label. So here we are with Playground in the Lake. And I think it's even more than any other Clark record, it's kind of swimming in the direction of acoustic instruments. But there's still, you know, a super broad variety of electronics and treatments that, to me, just sound completely fresh. And this record goes pretty deep. I mean, it's really a a concept album for him. Yeah, and you know, Robin, it seems like we're getting more and more of these albums these days that deal in some way with global warming. And Clark himself has described the album. He says it's, uh, quote, broadly a story about real climate change, but told in mythological terms. It's about the last human on Earth, the betrayal of an innocent child, and becoming a grown-up. It's the playground we bury and a drowned planet. Yeah, when I first read the title, Playground in a Lake, I thought, oh, what, what, a, what a lovely idea. And then I realized, <laughs> oh, no, wait, it's a playground at the bottom of a lake because of global warming. Right, and then you, the album cover is actually an image of a slide like you'd see in the playground, but it's set right in the middle of a lake. So it's a slide down <laughs> into the bottom right. of the lake. We heard a bit of the song... Lambert Rag, I, we should hear something else to give kind of the range of uh, the sounds that he's exploring on this record. Right. You know, I'm just really impressed with the fluency of Clark's sounds, whether they're acoustic or electronic, or as is often the case, a seamless weaving together of both of them. Uh, so now let's hear something completely different again, uh, unlike anything else on the record. It's a vocal. The song is called Forever Chemicals. And I love the processional 
forward moving beat in these seesawing strings. Then about halfway through the vocal comes in and it's sung very beautifully by a 12 year old choir boy. And so there you have kind of, a, for, with Forever Chemicals, you have what Clark calls a benevolent spirit in that song. But now we'll take another seemingly like 180 degree turn and go much darker. And this track is called Earth Systems. It reveals Clark's not so hidden passion for techno. Uh, and again, he conjures up these amazing sounds. Here the music slowly cracks open in, in woozy harmonies. And it's just Clark on synths with a double bass player, Yair Elazar Glotman. But just the two of them, they create this very rich symphonic texture. And again, the song is Earth Systems, with just showing a really nice arc to this record as it gets a little darker later on. As you said, the thing that really strikes me is just how mystifying or, or cryptic all the sounds are. Like, I kept thinking, I don't even know what I'm listening to. Like, right, right. what is this instrument or, or even how a synth could be making some of these sounds? Right. Is it acoustic or an acoustic and treated with a synth? Or is it a synth that's, you know, yeah, it's... Clark says, I'm not from an institutionalized contingent who deem a narrow range of instruments the real stuff and everything else worthless. I take what I admire from that world and move on. I'm just using it as another color. And there are a lot of colors on this record. And such original colors, too, which is so hard to pull off anymore. Exactly. Clark is the artist. His new album, really stunning, is called Playground in a Lake. Thanks so much, Tom. Hey, thanks, Robin. Let's do one more album before we take a break. This is from the country singer Miko Marks. She's back with her first new album in 13 years. It's called Our Country. I've seen the price. 
This is Miko Marx, the singer Miko Marx. Her new album is called Our Country. The song we're hearing from it is the opening cut, Ancestors. And Julie Hyde from WNXP in Nashville joins us for this one. Hey, Julie. Hey. Miko Marx is a singer who was once named by People magazine as Nashville's hottest new country star. That was nearly 20 years ago. And and even as big as she was getting, she chose to leave Nashville and walk away from it all. But as I mentioned, this is her first new album in 13 years. Back then, in that period you're talking about, she made a couple of albums with A-list Nashville session players that reflected the fact that she really understood modern neo-traditional countries, sentimental high drama and stoicism and, you know, big and small gestures. She really understood that stuff. But, you know, having a feel for it and flair for it was not enough because as a black woman taking a neo-traditional country approach, she never really got a chance to truly gain a foothold in the industry, you know. But just because she experienced rejection in the Nashville music industry did not mean that she stopped performing or stopped evolving as a performer. She was on she was on the circuit, you know, out in yeah. California, which is where she's lived for a long time. She toured with the only black rodeo in the United States and had a residency at a country line dance bar. She did churches. She did local festivals. She did Juneteenth gatherings. So when she had the chance to kind of reconnect with a couple of musicians that had been in her her live band, you know, she was at a place where she was feeling emboldened in, in a way and ready to try it again. And they made this rootsy, scruffy new album, Our Country. And it really shows her evolution, the fact that she was not locked in place and stuck in the past. You know, listening to it, I just really hear her putting her country soul and country blues and country gospel abilities right out front. Can you say how Nashville is is receiving her and, and her return with this music? I mean, the interesting thing is that the folks she made this album with, I mean, they're all based out in California. So this is something that she's doing on her own terms outside of what you would think of as the Nashville system. But she is re-entering the recording scene at a moment when the awareness of and discourse around Black contributions to and Black artists in country music and roots music has expanded enough to where we can consider multiple different kinds of voices and kinds of approaches at the same time, not just yeah. one, you know. But you can really feel that she's bringing multi-layered experience to it and sort of choosing the stories that she wants to tell and the ways that she wants to tell them. Miko Marx is the singer. Her really beautiful new record is Our Country, and hopefully we won't have to wait a, another 13 years to get new music from her. Thanks so much, Julie. You're welcome. We still have a few more albums that we want to play for this week's New Music Friday, along with a quick roundup of other notable releases out today. But first, we need to take a short break. This message comes from our 2021 lead sponsor of NPR Music, State Farm. To celebrate their surprisingly great rates, State Farm invites you to discover the surprisingly great genre, Lowercase. Definitely unlike anything you've ever heard before, Lowercase music is created from remixing ambient sounds like crumpling paper and smashing light bulbs. Give it one listen and you'll never look at paper the same way ever again. Now that you've discovered Lowercase, take a minute to discover State Farm's surprisingly great rates. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
This message comes from NPR sponsor Wompley. Wompley is committed to helping self-employed workers and small businesses get their PPP loan. They've helped over 100,000 small businesses. Even if you're a freelancer or gig worker, you may qualify. Wompley makes the process easy. Start your application at wompley.com slash NPR, and they'll route it to an approved lender. Apply for free today at wompl.com slash NPR and see if you qualify. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. We're doing a quick run through our picks for the best new releases out on March 26th. We start the second half of our show off with Tune Yards. Their latest is called Sketchy. This is Tune Yards, the band Tune Yards. Their new album is called Sketchy. This song is called Make It Right. And NPR Music's Marissa LaRusso back for this one. Hey, Marissa. Hey, Robin. Bob Boylan featured a cut from this record on All Songs Considered last month. There is so much happening on this album that I thought we should share more and, and, and talk a little bit more about it. Right off, I'll say that, you know, Tune Yards has always made super adventurous music, both all kinds of twists and turns and polyrhythms. But man, I thought even for them, this new album is just epic and weird and wild. Yeah, it feels really alive. I know that Meryl Garbus has said that she felt really exhausted and overworked after Tune Yard's last album. And so she kind of wanted to refine the joy in making music and right. making this record. And so she and her partner, Nate Brenner, pushed themselves in the studio without trying to put too much pressure on themselves. And the songs kind of came from there. And I think you can hear that. Like these songs sound dense and alive and rhythmic. And they take these left turns that you don't see coming. And then, of course, there's Meryl's voice, which is just so big and unique and powerful. I think alive is the perfect word to describe it. Just really vibrant. And you mentioned the previous record, which was called I Can Feel You Creep Into My Life. That one was a very inward-looking album, and this one's more outward-looking. I mean, I think Tune Yards has always been interested in kind of examining systemic social problems, but on that last one, Meryl Garbus was really thinking about her complicity in white supremacy and how indebted the music that she makes is to black musical traditions. But I think that record was a lot of her having conversations with herself about her role in these oppressive systems, and then this record feels more like outward looking, addressing the listener, addressing these systems directly, a call to think about how we're implicit in these harmful systems. And then some of them really feel like rallying cries to to make change too. Definitely a call to action for very proactive, substantive change, not just words, which is a theme we've heard a lot this past year. Yeah. I think also for me personally, it's often hard for me to connect with music where the lyrics are like so overtly and literally about these kinds of problems yeah. if the music doesn't also 
meet it there and do something interesting. And so something that I really admire about Toon Yard's music is that like even when Meryl is singing really plainly about the need to change the world or liberation for all, the production and the instrumentation is obviously so thoughtful and labored over and layered and experimented with. And I really appreciate that. The record is sketchy. It isn't sketchy. The name of the record is sketchy (laughs) (laughs) from the band Toon Yards. Thanks so much, Marissa. Thank you. All right, another album out now on March 26th that we're loving comes from Dr. Lonnie Smith. It's called Breathe. This is Dr. Lonnie Smith, the Hammond B3 organ master, Dr. Lonnie Smith. His new album is called Breathe, and this song from it is simply called Track 9. And Nate Chinin of WBGO and Jazz Night in America here. Hey, Nate. Hey, Robin. I'm not sure where to begin with someone as, you know, as towering as a figure as Dr. Lonnie Smith, but I'll just say when I'm pushing 80, I hope I'm as badass as he is. Same. Hard same. I mean, this album is a testament to just how much grit and grease is still in that formula, you know? He has been at the forefront of grooving soul jazz since the mid-60s when he was, you know, first a member of the George Benson band. He's always been a swinging, blues-based organ combo guy and then also, you know, this epitome of, like, crackling backbeat funk meister. So we're hearing a little bit of the song Track 9, and as you mentioned just before this taping, there are kind of two gears to this song. I think we should jump ahead here and uh, get an idea for where where it ends up. So much of this record called Breathe was recorded live a few years ago, which is where Lonnie Smith is at his best. Yeah, this is a 2017 recording from the late lamented jazz standard in New York City, where Dr. Lonnie often held court. And, you know, you can hear, especially on the back end of this track, how much uh, fire he's coaxing from this band. Everybody's just like right out on the edge. Yeah, Um, He brings out just that combustion in every member of this band. And, you know, if you have a chance to see him, you know, if if you were at one of these gigs or have really ever seen him, it's like this amazing visual too, because Mm -hmm. Dr. Lonnie Smith for for many years has worn a turban Mm 
The doctor in his name is, an, is a, a self-bestowed honorific. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he just sits behind the Hammond B-3, like on the deck, the captain's deck of the Enterprise, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> like he is, he is just in command, steering the ship, and everyone in the band just responds to his energy. Like he's, he's sort of this master of shifting the energy on the bandstand. This record is bookended by these cover songs that he did with Iggy Pop that were kind of head scratchers for me. One of them being uh, Sunshine Superman. I wonder what you made made of those. I love this because, first of all, it's a testament to Dr. Lonnie Smith's connection with sort of connection outside of the jazz silo, right? Like he's always been in dialogue with R&B and blues and soul. And now, you know, in the form of Iggy Pop with, you know, whatever Iggy Pop represents, the kind of proto-punk, this incredible rogue energy. Um, And it's also, I think, a reminder that the president of Blue Note is Don Was, who is, you know, someone who comes from the same world as Iggy Pop. I definitely see sort of the thumbprint of Don Was on this convergence. But the cool thing is, it to me at least, it doesn't feel like a stunt. Like it it actually feels Mm -hmm. like Iggy comes with some respect and Dr. Lonnie really like sets a nice place for him. And it's totally weird that they're like vibing on this Donovan song, but why not? (laughs) Dr. Lonnie Smith, the new album is called Breathe. Thanks so much, Nate. My pleasure. Thank you. We still have one more album that we want to play for this week's New Music Friday, but it is another busy release week. And there are some other notable releases out today that we want to mention, starting with a live album from the band First Aid Kid. It's a tribute to Leonard Cohen called Who By Fire. The hip-hop duo Arm & Hammer has a new one they did with the producer and DJ The Alchemist. It's called Haram. The rapper Rod Wave is back with a new album less than a year after his previous release, which was called Pray For Love. The new one out today is called Soulfly. The electronic artist Dentel has a new solo album called The Seas, Trees, Sea. This is Jimmy Tamborello, who uh, a lot of people know for his work with Ben Gibbard as the Postal Service, Dentel, The Seas, Trees, Sea, and Floating Points. The British electronic artist Floating Points has a really beautiful new collaboration with the jazz saxophonist Pharaoh Sanders and the London Symphony Orchestra. It's called Promises, and we're doing a live listening party for it at 2 p.m. Eastern today. That's March 26th. We'll play the whole album, listen together, and talk about it. That's on NPR Music's YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com slash NPR Music. All that music out now on March 26th, along with this last one that we want to play from the artist known as Serpent with Feet. It's called Deacon. Hermos couple stop smiling after the first year. Baby puts in the superstition will help us here. How love our love will stay hallowed. If we stay, if we stay humble. Can we stay, can we stay humble? How long can we be well humble, humble? No, we're not ashamed, but babe, we don't need to frame it. The rascals of the air believe our union is This is Serpent With Feet, the artist known as Serpent With Feet. The album is called Deacon, and the song we're hearing from it is called Sailor's Superstition. And John Morrison of WXPN in Philly joins us. Hey, John. Hey, what's up, Robin? 
I thought this was just a, a beautiful, touching album. I, I was so moved by it. It's just full of all these sweet reflections on, on love and companionship. Yeah, this is a gorgeous record. And um, Serpent With Feet, he's based in L.A. now. But personally, I've been a fan of his music for a long time. He spent some time here in Philly, and that was like the first time that I got to meet him and, and hear his music and see him perform and everything. And it's really remarkable, his work. It's often described as experimental pop, but he also pulls a lot from these deep wells of soul music and gospel. And you can really tell that those influences have shaped his sound in some like fundamental ways, especially on this record. And lyrically, there are all these wonderful little moments and details, like the fact he sings like, me and my boo wear the same size shoes, or, you know, bless the man who wears socks with sandals, all these just little sweet <laughs> details. Yeah, it's, it's a gorgeous record. It's really tender. And a lot of the songs deal with black male intimacy specifically. And that's really at the heart of a lot of this music and these songs. There's so many tunes that are specifically about black men loving other black men. And you can really hear and feel the love and, and care that's being poured into these songs. These are like ambitious sonically, but the structures are experimental, but the music itself really rings in the heart. There's so much intimacy and grandeur that's baked into the DNA of gospel music. And a lot of that shows up as an influence beautifully all over this record. Beautiful record called Deacon from Serpent with Feet. Thanks so much, John. Thank you, Robin. That'll do it for this week's New Music Friday. We've got full versions of all the songs that we played today, plus a whole bunch of other singles that came out this week in our expanded New Music Friday playlists. Just search for NPR in Spotify or Apple Music or go to our website at npr.org slash allsongs. If you want to know when we've updated all of our mini playlists from NPR Music or to find out about new Tiny Desks and other features, sign up for our newsletter. It goes out once a week on Saturdays, and you can get it at npr.org slash music newsletter. That's all one word, music newsletter. And for NPR Music, I'm Robin Hilton. Have a great weekend. Be well and treat yourself to lots of music.